I don't have this in my notes, but after Trey's uh, welcome and introduction, I want all of you online who, especially you kids who are doing the scavenger hunt, to please draw pants on my picture. I would greatly appreciate that. And um, yeah, we'll talk about uh, Trey's continued employment later on uh, during all this. Did you know that in the days prior to World War II, the British government commissioned the uh, making of some posters that were designed and hoped that they uh, would encourage the people all throughout the country. Uh, in uh, September of 1939, two posters were made, and the first uh, came out, and it said this, Your courage, your cheerfulness, your revolution will bring us victory. Soon thereafter, the second came out, and it said this, Freedom is in peril. Defend it with all your might. Those are the first two posters. A third poster was created, but it was held in reserve in case of an extreme crisis. What the British government would thought, thought would be the German invasion. Two and a half million copies of this poster were made and prepared for distribution. But it never happened. For 60 years, most people never knew about that third poster. They never knew that it existed. But a bookstore owner found an old poster in a box of books that he had purchased at auction. He liked the poster so much that he framed it, hung it up in his bookstore, and pretty soon it became really popular. He, it was so popular, in fact, that he reprinted the poster into postcards and coffee mugs, and that poster said, keep calm and carry on. You know, to say the least, the past week has been the strangest combination of busyness and boredom that I have ever witnessed in my entire life. I have watched people go from being really mad to really relaxed. I've heard people say, it's really not that big of a deal, and in just a few minutes, proclaim that the sky is falling. Keep calm. But the stock market lost a third of its value. Keep calm. But did you know that there are places where school is canceled for the rest of the year? Keep calm. Someone in my neighborhood believes they have the virus. Keep calm. I'm worried because I have a sore throat. That was the beginning of last week. Then, right around Thursday, things began to calm down a bit, and people began to do the things that everyone is being asked to do, and uh, most people were able to find the things that they thought that they needed from the local stores. Notwithstanding all the other things that you and I are being asked to do, the number one thing that everyone, everywhere is being asked to do is flatten the curve. 
It's the newest buzz phrase in our ever-changing antiviral world. And what it means is that we are to do everything we can to prevent from getting the virus and or passing on the virus. And the way that you and I are being encouraged to flatten this curve is to go home and to stay home as long as much as possible and do nothing absolutely nothing of all the things that we could be asked to do of all the ways that we could combine our local and national abilities and resources what we're being asked to do is nothing to be still and to wait So I guess, were we producing our own keep calm poster, I suppose our poster would say something like, keep calm and question mark. What do we do now? In the beginning of all of this coronavirus chaos, we put our trust in physical borders. This was overseas, but it came here. Then we put our trust in medicine, but we have yet to find a cure. Then we put our trust in money to buy health and security, but the stock market fell. We put our hope in our ability to keep busy and do uh, what we normally do but everything that entertains us and everything that fills our calendars has been canceled. When we realize that we too could not escape the speed and the scope of this virus, we ran to the stores to find the shelves bare of the things we thought would protect us the most. And lastly, when we... Uh, lose everything that we think we can count on, what we can at least count on is each other. And now all we can count on is for each other to just keep away, to stay away, to distance ourselves from one another. So now we're home, wanting to do something and being asked to do nothing and realizing that all the wisdom and the ability and the power that we thought we have amounts to very little. And we realize once again that we need God. Psalm 62 says this, My soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold, I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Waiting is so hard for us. It's like we hit a wall that will not break. In every area of life, 
we've been humbled in medicine, in economics, in government, and everything that we think is important, we have been humbled in the everyday freedoms that you and I are so accustomed to. We have been humbled. And now we wait. And we are not good at waiting. We are not good at being still and waiting. We don't do that very well at all. Uh, Waiting on God sounds so good and it sounds so right, all except for that waiting part. That's the part that we don't do so well at. Being still doesn't feel like it's going to work because we can't see what's happening. And if we can't see what's happening, nothing is happening. And when nothing is happening, we're afraid. It's the stillness, though, that God calls you and me to. When everything is going crazy, when there's chaos here and there, it's the stillness where we can finally take a deep breath. That's what God is calling you and me to right now, today, in the midst of all of this. It's in the waiting that we see the best of God. Author Leighton Ford writes this, When I am still, compulsion gives way to compunction. That is, God can break through the many layers with which I protect myself so I can hear his word and be poised to listen. However, in perpetual motion, I can mistake the flow of my adrenaline for the moving of the Holy Spirit. I can live in the illusion that I'm ultimately in control of my destiny and my daily affairs. Then he quotes French philosopher Pascal who says this, most of our human problems come because we don't know how to sit still in our room for an hour. Now, what he's not talking about is sitting still because we're in trouble because we've done something wrong. What he and I are referring to is the fact that you and I are to just sit still and wait on God to do what God does best. And what God does best, he really does well. Psalm 37 says this, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Now when you and I read that, especially just now, what we probably heard was something like, be still, blah, 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 and wait on the Lord. That's what we probably heard. But it's that small couple of word phrase that matters the most. We're so focused on waiting for the results that we miss the moment with God, being in the presence of God. That's the whole point. The moment is being in the presence of God, and if we miss the moment with God, we miss the hope of God. And it's in the hope of God that we find our trust in Him. That's why David could write about our rock and our salvation, our stronghold and our refuge, All of that comes from the hope that we have in him. Almost everywhere we look, in almost everything that we hear, there's anxiety and there's worry. But do you know what is louder right now than the news? Rumors. Rumors don't necessarily steal our hope. What they do is they just stab at it. 
hour after hour, day after day. And eventually, it builds and builds until you and I are afraid. And then hope is almost irrelevant. Little by little, for the past few days, I have heard stories and I've seen posts of statewide uh, shelter-in-place orders, national shelter-in-place orders, the, the uh, uh, issuing of orders to the National Guard all over the country, the inevitability of a national, maybe even a worldwide depression. And those stories are coming from uh, people who are more afraid than even they are willing to admit And do you know why they're afraid? Because everything that we've counted on, everything that we've relied on, all the things that we thought we could fall back on, our wisdom, our our abilities, our power, our strength, the, 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 the saying that there's nothing that we can't do. Well, guess what? We found out there are things that we still don't know. And there are things that we still can't do. And you know what? That scares us. But when we're still, and when we're looking around and we're just barely breathing, that's when we can hear God. That's when his whisper whisper from the deepest valley speaks directly to our hearts and our souls. That is when God shows up. When we're still long enough to begin to pay attention that's when we can see him. That's when we know that God's been moving all along in the midst of our worry, in the midst of our our frustration. God's been moving. Psalm 46 says this, be still and know that I am God. And that, frankly, is why I'm really excited. That's why I'm encouraged He's already beginning to show himself in ways that we never thought he would. He's already beginning to speak to doctors and scientists to find solutions that we never thought about before. He's already beginning to speak to government leaders and encourage them to make really wise decisions that are going to help people and, and save our businesses. All of this is a threshold of opportunity that God is going to use you and me to make so much of a difference in people's lives. Anywhere and everywhere, he's going to be inspiring you and me to do not necessarily uh, dynamic or great things, but simple things, things that people are going to remember. They're going to see the hope that we have because we're setting aside the fear and we're relying on him. Do you know that many of the books in your Bible were written by a man who wasn't allowed to go anywhere? Did you know that the Apostle Paul wrote a a good portion of the books in the New Testament and he wrote those books because he was unable to go see people he wanted to see and four of those books he wrote from a prison cell. And yet God worked through him and his humility and his love of God to write words that still are rescuing people, still are helping people, still are saving people. 
You say, Shan, am I supposed to just sit still and do nothing? Of course not. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is not to sit still, but to be still. Rest in the hope of God. Rest in the strength of God. Be confident in the power of God. Be confident in the history of God. Not just for all people, but in your life and in my life. Be still and wait on God. Because what God does, he does very well. So many people are afraid of the contagiousness of this virus. But I want you to understand that there are some other things that are also just as contagious. Do you know what's contagious? Hope is contagious. Kindness is contagious. Helping people is contagious. Loving people is contagious. And long after we found a cure for this and vaccines are now uh, ready for everyone to receive, people are going to remember that when everyone else was scared, we had hope. And when everyone else was worrying, we helped people. And when everyone else was frustrated, we were kind. And that's not because we're amazing or wonderful. It's because we have an amazing and wonderful God. That's who we are. And that's the God that we know. And you and I can wait on him. We can be still and wait on him. The final poster was never distributed because the extreme crisis never came. An old poster hiding away in a book, a box of books was not reserved for the time in which it was made. It was sent forward to any and every generation who worries about the things that they cannot see and do not know. Who remembers again that God loves them and cares for them. He always has and he always will. Be still and wait on God. Keep calm and wait on God. Father, thank you so much. You comfort our hearts and you answer our prayers. Right now, God, our hands and our feet are idle and we don't know what to do. We're frustrated because we want to do something to help. We're used to taking care of ourselves, but we find that we can't. We're used to being able to just Uh, at least talk with people and look them in the face and sometimes give them a hug and encourage them, but we can't. And so now we find ourselves sitting in our living rooms and looking at the same four walls for the last four days and we're frustrated and we're bored and we're worried and we're afraid. And so God, remind us of your power. Remind us of the good things that you have done. Encourage us by encouraging each other. Encourage us by uh, helping us to see the things that we can do. Sending a, a, a text of encouragement. Sending a card of hope. Reminding each other of what you've done before you will do again. 
God, thank you so much for the opportunity to gather like this together. Thank you so much to uh, pray out loud with one another. Thank you so much to sing songs that speak of how hopeful you have always been, how faithful you have always been. There is nothing better than you, God. There's absolutely nothing better. We rely on you. We lean on you. We trust in you because you are good and you are faithful. And so God, as we come before you and as we draw our time uh, together online for a close, God, let this not be the end. Let our hope not end with the end of this service. Let it just be the beginning. Let it shine like the sun in the dark of night. Let it be the source that we draw upon. Father, thank you so much for all that you give to us. And, and, and in giving that to us, help us to give it to others. Help us to give the hope that you have given to us, to other people. The, the confidence that you've given to us, to other people. The strength that you've given to us. Because you are our strength. You are our stronghold. You are our refuge. And nothing will ever take that away. God, we love you and we thank you. And we bless and pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.